Hello there, welcome to Back of the Day. Now, this episode I'm going to be looking back at the 1963-64 FA Cup competition, the greatest cup competition in the world. It was then anyway, I can't really say now. Right, the holders of the FA Cup in 63-64 were Manchester United who overcome Leicester City 3-1 at Wembley on the 25th of May 1963. The big freeze had delayed the season like in no other time, hence the later date for the final than usual. In the first round of the 63-64 season, played on the 16th of November 1963, as usual, every neutral was hoping for the non-league teams to conquer over their league rivals. They weren't disappointed. First Division Darlington were not just uh, were not just beaten by non-league Northeastern rivals, Gateshead, but were hammered 4-1 on their own ground. Southern League Kettering Town held Third Division Millwall to a one-all home draw, then nine days later travelled to the Den and won 3-2. Last but not least, cup joint killers of yesteryear, Yeovil Town, triumphed on their famous sloping pitch 1-0 against 3rd Division Southend United. Honourable mentions must also go out to Altrigham, who held Wrexham to a 0-0 home draw but went down 3-0 in the replay. Kentside Margate went to Brentford and came away with a 2-2 draw but succumbed 2-0 at home in the replay. Southern League Hereford, held Newport County to a one-all home draw at home, but were beaten 4-0 in the replay. Ishmael League side Enfield played out a couple of thrillers with high-flying third division side Reading before going down 4-2 at home in the replay. A few high-scoring matches in this round. Wimbledon beat Bexley United 5-1. Netherfield Kendall, I must say a team I've never heard of, uh, thrashed Loughborough United 6-1. Talker United beat non-league Barnet 6-2 and Coventry City went to Trowbridge Town and won 6-2. Another fine away performance was by Carlisle United, who went to York City and won by five goals to two. But the team top of the goal-scoring charts were Crystal Palace, who thumped poor Harridge and Parkson 8-2 at Sellers Park. Cliff Holton scored a hat-trick. There was also a brace for Ronnie Allen, who had scored twice ten years before to help give West Bromwich Albion an FA, a 3-2 FA Cup final win over Preston North End at Wembley. Crystal Palace took their sensa- uh, star-studded sensational forward line to the slope pitch at Yeovil and were beaten 3-1. Gateshead again proved to be a tough nut to crack but went down 4-3 to fourth division high flies Carlisle United in a thriller. Netherfield Kendall held fourth division Chesterfield to a one-all draw at home but were beaten 4-1 at Chesterfield. Mills conquerors Kettering Town were narrowly beaten at uh, 2-1 at 4th Division Oxford United. Due to the draw, there was a good turnout of non-league clubs entering the draw for the third round. Bath City and Bedford Town would join Cup Heroes Yeovil in round three. Holders Manchester United were given a tough third round tie at 2nd Division Southampton, who had also given them a really tough semi-final the previous season, only losing 1-0 to a goal from Dennis Law. Dennis was missing from the United lineup at the Dell on January the 4th, 1964, but they did have their young new superstar, George Best, in the lineup. The game appeared to be heading for a goalless first half, but Saints' young centre forward, Martin Chivers, who would go on to great things, put Southampton in front in the 44th minute. Unbelievably, Southampton had time to score a second goal when a minute later, England winger Terry Payne made it 2 0 to the Saints. United must have gone to the dressing room at half-time, shell-shocked. 
But the cup holders were not giving up. Three minutes of the restart, Welshman Graham Moore pulled a goal back, and just after the hour, David Hurd equalised. The tie was settled eight minutes from the end with a winning goal from United Scottish international wicket Pat Crerand. United had won a thriller. There were three all first division ties. The biggest of these was an all London tie between High Flyers, Tottenham, and Chelsea at White Hart Lane. In front of just under 50,000 fans, Spurs and Chelsea fought out a fierce one-all draw. Terry Dyson put Spurs 1-0 in front after just three minutes, but Chelsea equalised after 20 through right-winger Burt Murray. The following Wednesday, a massive crowd at the bridge saw Chelsea succeed. Bobby Tamblyn scored after 17 minutes and Burt Murray sealed the tie in the 1774th. In between, John Hollerbred, deputising for goalkeeper Bill Brown, saved the Terry Venables penalty. At Highbury, Arsenal avenged an opening day home defeat by Wolves by knocking the Midlanders out 2-1. West Bromwich Albion were held 2-2 at home by Blackpool, but went to Bloomfield Road, on, Bloomfield Road and won 1-0 with a goal from Roddy Fenton. So, what are the three non-league sides, all from the Southern League? How did they get on? Well, Yeovil Town's slotted piece did not help them against 2nd Division Berry, and they were beaten by two goals to nil. The other two non-leaguers were both drawn against tough opposition. Bath City, who had got this far without yet facing a league side, faced uh, Division 1 side Bolton Wanderers at home. They battled bravely and held the first division tie to a 1-1 draw. But Bolton proved too strong in the replay and ran out 3-0 winners. Bedford Town were given the ominous task of going to St James's Park to take on second division side Newcastle United. This match was surely one of the greatest upsets of all time. John Fay scored the, scored the opening goal for the Southern League side in the 28th minute. Three minutes from half-time, Fay shot again. The shot was deflected off Newcastle man McKinney to give Bedford Town a 2-0 half-time lead. Newcastle surged forward but did not pull a goal back until deep into injury time. Newcastle United won Bedford Town 2. Shocking. What of last season's runners-up Leicester City? Well, they went out the first obstacle this time, going down at home to second division Leighton Orient. Another major sh- um, a shock, fourth division Aldershot went to Villa Park and held first division Aston Villa to a goalless draw and then won the replay home 2-1. Villa's neighbours Birmingham City suffered a similar fate. Third division Port Vale travelled to the Midlands and knocked out their first division opponents 2-1 at St Andrews. Burnley needed a replay to get past Rotherham. Championship chase in Everson were held 1-0 at 3rd Division Hull City and only squeezed past them 2-1 in the replay at Goodison. Another major shock. Sheffield Wednesday going along nicely in the 1st Division went to 4th Division Newport County and were dumped out of the cup in a 5-goal thriller 3-2. 2nd Division promotion hopefuls Preston North End went to 1st Division Nottingham Forest and held them to a 0-0 draw. In the replay at Deepdale... Preston emerged 1-0 winners. Tottenham versus Chelsea was not the only London derby in round three. West Ham entertained second division Charlton at Upton Park. It was a bit of an no contest. West Ham eased through with two first half goals from Jeff Hurst and Peter Braybrook and a late goal from John Sissons. West Ham 3, Charlton Athletic 0. So... After the devastation of round three, the remaining first division sides were hoping for better fortunes in the fourth round. 
Holders Manchester United made short work of third division Bristol Rovers at Old Trafford. Dennis Law gave the holders a 1-0 lead after 11 minutes. Fellow Scott David Hurd made it 2-0 after half an hour. The lawman made the tie safe with his second after 63 minutes. Pat Crown unfortunately put into his own goal after 72 minutes to give Rovers a glimmer of hope, but that was snuffed out with six minutes to go when that man Law completed a hat-trick. Manchester United 4, Bristol Rovers 1. There were three all-first division ties. Fulham went to Ewood Park to take on high-flying Blackburn Rovers and were beaten 2-0. Ipswich and Stoke played out a 1-1 draw. Irish international Jimmy McElroy put Stoke ahead after 37 minutes. Billy Baxter equalised for the home side midway through the second half. In the replay at the Victoria ground, McElroy scored the only goal of the game to put Stoke in the hat for round five. There was a thrill at the Hawthorns where West Bromwich Albion took on Arsenal. Arsenal played a great first half and led 3-1 at the break. The goal scorers were McLeod, Armstrong and Baker. Fenton had scored for the Albion. But Albion weren't finished. They came on strong in the second half and goals from Kay and Jones gave them a 3-3 draw. Over 57,000 piled in Highbury for the Wednesday replay. George Armstrong scored two second half goals to give the Gunners a 2-0 win. What of Newcastle's conquerors, Little Bedford Town? The crucial moment of their home tie with 4th Division Carlisle United came in the second half when Bedford, a goal down, thought they had equalised when Ron Hackman beat Carlisle keeper Alan Ross only for the goal to be disallowed for offside. Carlisle scored twice more to clinch the win. 1st Division sides were still finding it tough in this season's FA Cup. Bolton Wanderers could only draw two all home to their 2nd Division neighbours Preston North End. Proud Preston won the replay 2-1 at Deepdale. High-flying Chelsea took on mid-table second division side Huddersfield Town and was shocked when Kevin McHale put them in front after 15 minutes. Bobby Tamblin equalised after 25. Chelsea piled on the pressure, but a second goal would not come. Then, unbelievably, Huddersfield regained the lead with a goal from Ian White 10 minutes from time. The Yorkshire side held on. Chelsea were out. Another Yorkshire side, 1st Division Sheffield United, were at home to 2nd Division strugglers Swansea Town. The Welsh side played well and came away with a one-all draw. Three days later, Swansea hammered their 1st Division opponents 4-0. Conquerors of last season's beaten semi-finalist Leicester, Leighton Orient, lined up against East London rivals West Ham. Orient took the lead after, two, after only two minutes when Norman Dealey, scorer of two goals in Wolves' FA Cup triumph over Blackburn in 1960, put the first division outfit one up. They dominated after that, but just couldn't add to their score. They suffered the consequences when Peter Braybrook scored after good work from John Sissons near the end. Both sides seemed to settle for a draw. The replay was all but over after 15 minutes. By then, Jeff Hurst had scored twice and Johnny Byrne added a third. West Ham could afford the luxury of a second-half penalty missed. West Ham were through. Sheffield Wednesday's victors, Newport County, went to 1st Division Burley and only narrowly lost, going down 2-1. Port Vale, after knocking out 1st Division Birmingham City, were given the ultimate challenge, a trip to Anfield to take on 1st Division leaders Bill Shankly's Liverpool. In a fantastic team performance, the 3rd Division outfit fought out a 0-0 draw in in front of over 52,000 fans. Over 42,000 fans packed into Val Park for a match that will long be remembered. 
Legendary goalscorer Roger Hunt put Liverpool in front after good work by fullback Jerry Byrne. Port Vale gave as good as they got and shocked the championship leaders with a 79th minute equaliser from Albert Cheeseborough. It remained one all at 90 minutes. Port Vale hearts were broken deep into extra time when winger Peter Thompson got the winner in the 118th minute. Liverpool had scraped through. There was a high voltage tie at Ellen Road where second division leaders Leeds United took on first division title chase in Everton. In a tight match played in front of over 48,000 fans, it was Don Revy's rising Leeds United who took the lead just after half-time with a goal from Lawson. With 10 minutes to go, there was high drama. Everton were awarded a penalty. Winger Alex Scott stepped up to bay. His shot was saved by Welsh keeper Gary Sprake. Leeds were devastated when the referee ruled that Sprake had moved before the kick was taken. This time the kick will be taken by Sprake's fellow Welshman Roy Vernon who coolly placed the ball in the net. Final score, Leeds 1, Everton 1. In the replay the following Tuesday, over 66,000 fans crammed into Goodison Park to see Everton book their place in the fifth round with a close 2-0 victory. Jimmy Gabriel and Roy Vernon were the goal scorers. The sharpshooters of round four were Leeds United's second division promotion rival Sunderland, who smashed third division Bristol City by six goals to one. So, who will be competing in the FA Cup fifth round? Half of the 16 sides will be from the first division. There will be five second division sides. There will be Barnsley from Division 3 and two from the fourth division, Oxford United and Carlisle United. The FA Cup holders stayed on track for a second Wembley appearance by demolishing third division strugglers Barnsley 4-0 at Oakville. Dennis Law again on target, scoring twice. David Hurd and George Best also scored. The only all first division clash was at Highbury, where league leaders knocked Arsenal out of the FA Cup in the same round and same venue as the previous season. The winning goal scored in the 15th minute by Ian St John. In an eventful match... Arsenal centre-forward and Liverpool centre-half Ron Yates were sent off just before half-time. In the last minute of the match, Roger Hunt missed a penalty kick. The sensational result of the round was when Oxford United from the 4th Division entertained Blackburn Rovers, currently second in the 1st Division. Oxford, in only their second season as a league club, triumphed 3-1. In a thrill at Roker Park, 2nd Division promotion hopefuls came up against uh, place... Uh, First Division Everton, who had beaten Sunderland's promotion rivals Leeds in the previous round. With a Roker Raw, all 62,000 of them at full volume, Sunderland demolished Everton with a fantastic first half performance. McNabb, Hurley, and Megan and Megan own goal gave Sunderland a 3 0 half time lead. Harris pulled one back on the hour, but Sunderland were through. Second Division strugglers Swansea Town had demolished Sheffield United in round four and came up against First Division opposition again in Stoke City, again away from home. Once again, the Swans played well above their league form and with young Keith Todd in sparkling form, came away from the potteries with a 2-2 draw. The replay was a tense affair, but goals from Todd and Jimmy McLaughlin, uh, Swansea had claimed another First Division scalp. Stoke were out. Burnley put in their best cup performance so far and brushed aside Huddersfield Town 3-0. Second Division Preston got past Carlisle United 1-0 and West Ham went to Swindon and came away 3-1 winners. 
It was closer than it looks. Jeff Hurst put West Ham in front after 11 minutes. McPherson equalised for the home side in the 34th. It was up to winger Peter Braybrook to create two goals for Hurst and Johnny Byrne late on to win it for the Hammers. Into the sixth round, the quarter-final stage, all of the clubs involved had one eye on Wembley, just two wins away. All the ties took place on Saturday the 29th of February. In an old Trafford classic, Holders Manchester United came up against second division side Sunderland, who had knocked Everton out in the previous round. In a nip and tuck first half, it was Sunderland who broke the deadlock four minutes from the interval. Then the old Trafford faithful got an almighty shock when Johnny Crosser made it 2 0 four minutes after the break. United got a stroke of luck six minutes later when Sunderland centre half Charlie Hurley unfortunately put into his own net. On the hour, a penalty from Johnny Crossan gave Sunderland the 3-1 lead. Sunderland were playing out of their skins. But United got a lifeline when Bobby Cholton pulled one back four minutes from time and two minutes later, the magician that was George Best equalised. The cup holders had come back from the brink to stash a 3-3 home draw. A few days later, a replay at Roker Park and another fantastic cup tie. In an action-packed first half, both teams created many chances, but in the 43rd minute, it was Sunderland who went ahead. Nick Sharkey sent a first-time shot past Dave Gaskell into the net. In the 70th minute, United were gifted a goal. Jim Montgomery landed a goal kick right at the feet of Dennis Law. He dribbled forward and shot into the net as the keeper tried to regain his ground. But it was still, it was Sunderland who pushed for the winning goal, but United held on. Extra time beckoned. Within seconds of extra time, Sunderland regained their lead. Sharkey played a ball into the penalty area. In an attempt to clear, wing half Morris Setters succeeded in putting it wide of Gaskell into his own net. In the next 15 minutes, Sunderland twice went close to increasing their lead. United had a glorious chance a minute before the extra time interval. Law received a pass from Best, then shot, but the ball came back off the crossbar with Montgomery beaten. It was now United who pressed forward. Sunderland started to look tired. With the minutes ticking away, Montgomery saved well from Cholton, but in the next attack, Cholton headed in across from David Hurd. It finished Sunderland 2, Manchester United 2. Maybe the heartache of being so close twice, or the fact that they lost the toss to host the second replay, but after holding United to a goalless first half, Old Trafford, the roof fell in on them in the second half. United scored five times in 19 minutes to seal the tie. Dennis Law scored a hat-trick. The other goal scorers were Phil Chisnell and David Hurd. Nick Sharkey replied for Sunderland. Manchester United, the holders, were through to the semi-finals. Just. Thousands of Swansea fans travelled to Anfield, home of champions-elect Liverpool, to witness one of the greatest games in their club's history. Liverpool totally dominated the first half, but the Swans broke away twice towards the end of the first half to snatch a 2-0 half-time lead through McLaughlin and Thomas. There was an air of disbelief among the home supporters. Who knows what Bill Shankly was saying in the home dressing room. But Liverpool did not panic. They just kept coming in wave after wave of attack and rewarded just after the hour when winger Peter Thompson pulled a goal back. Surely they would now go on to win the tie. But Swansea keeper Noel Dwyer was in sensational form, keeping the visitors at bay. But with nine minutes to go, Liverpool had their big chance, a penalty. But the normally reliable Ronnie Moran missed from the spot and Swansea held on. 
Liverpool 1, Swansea Town 2. Swansea were in the semi-final. Fourth Division Oxford United were up against Second Division Preston North End in the biggest match of their short league career. Preston took the lead after seven minutes through centre-forward Alex Dawson. Soon after, Godfrey scored a second. Oxford were finding it hard going. They put up a much better show in the second half and pulled one back through Tony Jones, but Preston held on to take their place in the semi-final. The last quarter-final was an all-first division clash between West Ham United and Burnley, and a fine match it was. John Canelli skipped past three West Ham defenders before putting Burnley in front after 13 minutes. The score stayed the same until half-time. West Ham came out firing on all cylinders in the second half and were rewarded with three goals in 11 minutes through John Sissons and a brace from Johnny Byrne. Ray Pointer pulled one back with 10 minutes to play, but the Londoners held on for a great 3-2 victory. The semi-final draw paired the two first division sides together. Holders Manchester United will play West Ham at Illsborough. The two second division sides, Preston North End and Swansea Town, will meet at Villa Park. Holders Manchester United were red-hot favourites to regain the trophy. On March the 14th, 1964, Manchester United must have been supremely confident going into their FA Cup semi-final against West Ham United. Only seven days previously, they had gone to Upton Park and beaten the Hammers 2-0 without Bess Lauren Cholton, who were all back in the side for the cup tie. The Hillsborough pitch resembled, resembled a bog as the two sides kicked off. Neither side scored in an opening first half, played on mud in rainy conditions. But after the break, John Sh- David Hurd shot just inches over for United. The opening goal came in the 56th minute when Ronnie Boyce, a firm West Ham favourite, hit a great shot from distance. Two minutes later, Jack Burkett crossed for Ronnie Boyce to head in the second. The holders were in trouble. But within two minutes, Dennis Law pulled one back. But with Colossus... Bobby Moore in defence. West Ham held on, clinched a win with a fine shot from Jeff Hurst. West Ham 3, Holders Manchester United 1. At Villa Park, it was Swansea Town versus Preston North End. Preston had all the early pressure, but it was Swansea who went ahead with a fine shot from McLaughlin. At half-time, Swansea led 1-0. Preston came on strong in the second half and awarded a penalty when centre-forward Dawson was fouled in the area. He picked himself up from the mud and slammed the ball into the bottom left-hand corner from the spot, 1-1. The game was even in the second half and Preston won it when right out of the blue, defender Tony Singleton blasted him from miles out. Gallant Swansea were out. Preston will go to Wembley to take on West Ham United on May the 2nd, 1964. Preston North End will be attempting to be the first second division side to win the FA Cup since West Bromwich Albion in 1931. They would line up in white shirts, blue shorts and blue and white hoop socks. West Ham would line up in their traditional claret and blue shirts, white shorts, white socks. Preston had beaten two first division sides en route to the final, Nottingham Forest and Bolton Wanderers. West Ham had also beaten two first division sides, Burnley and Manchester United. The lineups were as follows Preston North End, Kelly Ross Smith, Lawton Singles and Kendall, Wilson Ashworth, Dawson Spavin Holden. West Ham's team Standon, Bond, Burkett, Bobbinson Brown, Moore, Braybrook, Boyce, Byrne, Hurst and Sissons. They just loved a name beginning with B at West Ham.
Preston North End's wing half Howard Kendall became the youngest player to appear in a Wembley FA Cup final aged just 17 years and 345 days. John Sissons of the West Ham side was only 18. West Ham started brightly with Kelly having to dive at the feet of Jeff Hurst, but Preston took a surprise lead when West Ham keeper stand and failed to hold on to a shot and Dougie Holden pounced to put the ball in the net. Within a minute, West Ham drew level. A fine shot from left winger Johnny Sissons. It was a very even entertaining match, but with five minutes to go to half-time, Alex Dawson headed in powerfully from a corner. Half-time, Preston North End 2, West Ham United 1. Seven minutes into the second half, West Ham were level. A Peter Braybrook corner was met by centre-half Ken Brown. Jeff Hurst headed it on towards goal. The ball came down off the crossbar. Keeper Kelly tried in vain to stop the ball crossing the line. 2-2. Both sides pushed forward, trying to get the winning goal. But it was semi-final hero Ronnie Boyce who won the cup with a header two minutes from time. West Ham won the cup 3-2 in a very entertaining final. Entertaining final. This will be West Ham's first FA Cup success. As a footnote, they will return to Wembley 12 months later to beat 1860 Munich 2-0 to win the European Cup Winners' Cup in a classic match. Great times for West Ham fans. OK, thanks for listening. If you have any comments, you can make them on the Back in the Day Facebook group page. See you next time. Catch you later.